0: Well, this is probably going to be another what if episode. You know, the one, what if Daredevil is even more fucked up? Because <laughs> we're talking movies. We're talking Don't Breathe, starring Stephen Lang, Jane Levy, and Dylan Manut. Written by Rodo Sagas and Fed Alive and directed by Fed Alive. Chris, there is nothing a man cannot do when he accepts the fact that there is no God.
1: Yeah, except have another quote, because that's literally like the best quote in the whole fucking movie. So that's the one I've got. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we're talking about Don't Breathe from 2016. Uh, What would you call this, Scott? Horror? Thriller? fucking garbage what what, what what are we talking here
0: okay before we start um i just want to i just want to do a quick aside first okay you know because because chris as our listeners know uh you directed a short film i did it was in it was selected at a film festival so, Chris, do you want to let everybody know about your participation award you got? <laughs> it
1: wasn't a participation award. There was only five awards, and there was, like, fucking 32 films. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, our film won Best Visual Storytelling at the KW Film Fest in 2021. So we're we're pretty stoked about that. So as I, as I said in the post, uh, I guess I know what I'm fucking talking about when it comes to movies, or at least I know how to make them. So anyway... On that topic, let's talk about a fucking movie that probably shouldn't have been made. Let's go.
0: Really, like, um, like to answer your question, I think this is more like a... Um, it is a horror. I'd say it's more like suspense horror, like a claustrophobia kind of thing, like enclosed space kind of horror film, right? Basic. Uh, and to be honest, like, I think it was... Well done. like and, and that's the thing that'm I'm, I'm super interested because in I think we're gonna get into like the director and everything like that. like and watching this and then knowing as well kind of the journey you're you're starting with your kind of career trying to to get into being a director, you're kind of following his path with short films at rapid pace getting getting made right and then eventually i'm sure your film one of your films would get picked up by sam Raimi too on a youtube video and say fuck it let's let's go do evil dead
1: yeah so uh for those who have no idea what the fuck scott's talking about because he didn't give it any context uh Al- uh Al- Alaviris, i'm not even gonna any fadid the the director or whatever Uh, he had a short film in 2009 called Panic Attack or Attack de Panadicio. He put it online and uh, he, his so here's his remarks actually in a BBC interview. I uploaded Panic Attack on a Thursday and on Monday my inbox was totally full of emails from Hollywood Studios. And I mean, following the widespread media coverage, uh, Alvarez was offered a $30 million deal with Ghost House Productions and we know that that ended up turning into the, the remake of the evil dead and became the became evil dead. Right. So yeah, not a bad way, you know, make a little, in a short film he made for like $500 <laughs> and then he, he yeah. You know, but
0: that wasn't his first short, short film. No, like but that was the one that went, one that was, was the one actually, that went viral. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think kind of like, a, I would say like, as the, you know, you, you can toot your own horn a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit here. With your short film, right? And then you already told me you already got another script that you're working on getting ready for another short you're kind of looking on.
1: Yeah, we're and- ex- we're doing it. We've got script development happening, like, right now. Like, like currently the writer is probably writing uh, for a film. We're going to get shot probably pretty quick. Uh, and then I've got another script that's already in the can, not in the can, but, like, in the folder, basically, waiting for a, a second run at it. So, yeah, man, you got to just turn this shit out, right? Like turn it out like a trick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's good things, you know. <laughs> there's two things you know what to do, right? But I want to I want to talk
1: about this fucking this 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 fucking film, man. Um so this has an 88% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 78% on uh, audience rating and I was like, "People are fucking stupid." Like there is a premise here that works. And it's, it's i remember turning it on it's like a hundred it's like 88 minutes long i'm like okay great it's like under an hour and a half that's that's good we're in the sweet spot and this sucker does it falls apart it this film cannot last an hour and a half it's sort of like you scott it cannot last an hour and a half um i i wouldn't say that uh it
0: doesn't have its faults
1: it has yes. lots of faults do you want me to start listening my right. it,
0: well is your first fault that this movie is in a world that there is no dna evidence no no
1: no it's 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 other plot holes and like characters just making bad decisions uh like that's every horror movie yeah but i mean okay so right off the bat like why does a blind old man have a bunch of fucking cash in his house right so we as soon as that happens i'm like go ahead is there a reason
0: yeah because it was literally explained
1: it was not explained. Why is it cash he in the house?
0: Because wa- he won the settlement. Uh huh. For for the um.
1: The accident, yes. His
0: daughter, yes.
1: Uh huh. They don't. You know, they don't come with a big suitcase full of money and give it to you that way, right? Like, well, you get it in, in like a in check. This
0: case, well, in this case, he might have gotten it into a check and then cashed it. Who the? Because f- you know he is. Why.
1: Well, why he, what, okay, let's just, go with this man tell me tell me why this right. old man's got fucking living in a broken down house and he's got fucking five hundred thousand or whatever it ended up being cash money it was, it was like a
0: million yeah or cash
1: money in a fucking safe let's go go ahead i, I want to see this
0: what what they did was it kind of went into the um the well the character base that he's blind so it kind of put yeah, blind, blind, blind a people person. don't have
1: bank accounts right
0: but is it easier for somebody who clearly distrusts the system, as this character did in The Blind Man, mm-hmm. right? And odds are, once you get to the twist at the end, you knew he needed a shit ton of money in which he can, you know, just escape and not be traced. Because How he can he fucking escape? Gonna... He's
1: blind, you just said. Like, he can't go to the bank, but he can escape? Come on now. I get what you're trying to do, but you're really, you're
0: grasping at fucking straws here. But, go ahead. Okay, let's, let's go. Okay, so, literally, we'll spoil this. Oh yeah, big spoiler. There's a big spoiler. Sorry? Yeah, so, you find out that he kidnapped the girl. Okay, let's, that that actually takes me to
1: another big fucking plot hole. How does a fucking, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: So he kidnapped her, and then you can go to the then you can go to your phone. So he kidnapped her and he impregnated her, but he's not a rapist. That's let's that's that.
1: that's still sexual assault, by the way, <laughs> like regardless yeah, of what he thinks.
0: <laughs> but so let's say if those people never broke into the house, odds are in six months she would have had the baby. And he was like, You would have your life back. Uh-huh. So he would need to be out of that fucking house. Cause you know, the minute she leaves, it's like, For the last 10 months, I've been locked in a shit. Sure.
1: But I mean, that actually takes us to the next fucking problem. How did a blind man kidnap a fucking full grown woman?
0: How? Yes. Well, you saw, he, cause he's not, he, yes, he is blind. Yes, he's, he's not, blind. I think. What they did well is you know he has a handicap, but he doesn't let that handicap define, him. okay, but Scott right he's still he's still so you're saying blind people now can't go out on the street, can't walk random blind person is
1: not going to be able to come from badass part of Detroit into rich ass part of Detroit, kidnap a woman, bring her all the way back to his fucking house, lock her in the basement, and do all that shit. no, no, I'm sorry to the blind community. I don't think that you can do that on your own totally fucking blind. Sorry. So, I mean, maybe he had help. Maybe he had this. There's a whole lot of maybes in here, right? And and that that twist created that big plot hole. And I was like, if first off, that, that second act or that third act or whatever shouldn't have happened. I think that the character... I think the blind man should have fucking killed all of them. That would have been a way better fucking ending. Um,
0: that was the original ending.
1: And... One of the first things I noticed is like, so you, you got that establishing shot and they're moving through the house, right? Like the camera's moving through the house and we see, we see the like Beretta or whatever that's like taped underneath the bed. Right. Or it's actually in a holster. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm fucking army ranger. I got a million dollars of cash in my house. I'm fucking blind. I've I'm already got like I've got some crazy shit happening in the basement. I hear people breaking into my house. You know what the first fucking thing I'm doing? The first thing every American's doing, even if they're not Army Rangers, is they're grabbing that fucking pistol. Then he's coming downstairs. Bang! 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 Fucking movie over, man. They need to rejig the whole fucking plot. Like I get it. You want to use a black no? Eye? I
0: think what what fuck? Okay. Again, this is. This is a villain that's technically incognito, right? Because he's on a desolate street that no one else lives on. He was the last. He's the last survivor on that house, right? I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in reality, I think if you look at where the film's going to lead with the um, the twist, the, the thing that fucks him up is the oh, I don't even remember his name but the, the boyfriend like because they all had weird like Rocky not Rocky Rocky was the money? girl um yeah money money. Or Alex like the the
1: good kid or the what bad did kid he
0: the bad kid yeah but what w- what did he say I know what's in your basement and I'm here to get it out mm-hmm. so the blind guy's thinking he knows about the kidnapping so that's when he went off all, all all crazy for all you know it's still a desolate street and he could have raccoons coming into the house. He could have people just wandering into the house. Whatever man, being whatever, whatever,
1: right? Anyway, as soon as like, and again, and the other, so I had an issue even just with like the wardrobe, like uh, my note to me, myself is like, these kids did not look shabby enough. I've seen Eight Mile, okay? I know what fucking poor kids in Detroit are supposed to look like in fucking movies. And these kids were like way too because... polished up. Their teeth were not, yeah. all nice. And then, it, and like the clothes looked like they were brand new. Like they didn't even like distress them in wardrobe. They were just like, oh, you got a fucking poofy jacket. You got this. Out you go. You guys are poor now. Fucking have a great day, right? So it just so, took me but out it, of the it fucking makes...
0: moment, man. No, it makes sense that they would have brand new clothes because they're going in and doing these robberies. Right. And that's what they're spending their money.
1: on, Uh-huh. Right. New clothes the to do, they're spending, they're spending their money on new clothes to do robberies. Okay. Um, exactly. Okay. So what I wanted to do, so before, so obviously, uh, Fadid did uh, panic attack. He gets hooked up for with the evil dead. So I hadn't watched evil dead and I'm like, all right, he mm-hmm. was co-writer on that as well. Uh, the other writer is, uh, Soto Sayajis or whatever. Uh, who worked on Evil Dead with him and Don't Breathe 2, which is coming out. Or is it already out now? I think it's already it's out. It's already out. Yeah, yes. and he's and also the director. The writer's the director yeah. on that. Um, yeah. So I went back and watched Evil Dead. I'm like, okay, these guys clearly can't fucking write a script to save their lives. Like, what is going on? Evil Dead is fucking off the hook, man. Oh, my God. That movie's crazy violent. I mean, they are dealing with, like, source, source material from Sam Raimi. But, I mean, they built that whole script up. Like, it was fine. So I don't know what the fuck yeah, happened in this, this
0: Well, this film's literally... um This film was made as a... An answer to the criticism they had for, for Evil Dead, in which it was all visual ex- uh, effects, it was all bloody. Um It was and, very well know, done. Superna- so- it's supernatural tropes. So they literally took this film next right and then they turned it on its head so it's not um it's not bloody at all Mm -hmm. um you know the the villain quote unquote uh the blind man is not supernatural and he's technically the one with the handicap that's right in the film right and um yeah it was way more claustrophobic like i i enjoyed a lot uh the evil dead that they did Um, and to be honest like this film was on my watch list for years like since it came out it's been on my watch list and I haven't watched it until we did it for this right like it was always like oh I'll watch it later kind of thing but I did enjoy watching it and like to me that pitch black um, basement scene and how it was crafted and how it was choreographed is what won me in terms of this film
1: okay well there you go um hey, so you have nothing to say about that scene it was fine like i said i was not impressed with this movie at all uh the one thing i did like was the 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 dop like the it's not actually a super cinematic film but the dop is uh pedro Luque. he worked on uh Antebellum, which had amazing cinematography we uh you can check out our episode on that uh, he's working again on Don't Be Too, and he worked with Uh Fadid on the the Girl in the Spider Web, right? So he's got a lot of like great uh sensibilities. Um, like I said, he he's obviously a very competent cinematographer. But like for example, in Annabelle, mm-hmm. there's lots of really cinematic scenes, really interesting like blocking choices and um like shot setup. Where in this, it was just like clean and good, and like he did just a just a like a uh, like a journeyman's job uh, on 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 the production, and that to me was like the best part of it. I mean, I like the idea of a blind guy. I think they need to rejig the script. Um, so here's so I've I've got two quotes, and the reason is is because to find a quote that actually like matched what I was thinking, I had to not use the top critics. So I've got Jeff Beck from the Blue Spot, whatever the fuck that is. He says <laughs> Jeff says. <does, laughs> <laughs>
0: just take this out this
1: not care if you don't know what it is oh well, that's what it's called that's what it, that's what it was listed as so he says don't breathe uh don't breathe shows once again that alvarez is competent is a competent filmmaker when it comes to directing but thanks to a script riddled with plot holes and idiotic characters it's clear that he and uh sagwis still have a lot of work to do when it comes to writing and i was like yep 100 percent." and then Wendy Id of the uh, of the UK Observer, that is the top critic in a top critic uh, classification, she says, it's hard to care much what happens to any of these highly unsympathetic characters. I was like, eh, that's also true as well. Um, yeah, man, it just yeah, didn't... and I
0: think, like, from what you're saying in terms of the writing, I think the writing went well, but I think that was the problem. At the first 40 minutes of this, is it daughter? Is it sister? Like, who the young girl is that she wants to take away with. Because that was never really stated, right? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Do you know? Was it... Because I'm assuming it's her sister.
1: Wait, right? the youngest girl? I but assumed it was her sister. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. pretending to listen. <laughs> that was a good pretending to listen. Uh, if you guys... Um, want just go onto our youtube video and you can literally watch chris not pay attention (laughs) and then being like the teacher (laughs) asking him a question and just like off the top of his head like trying to remember the last word that was said (laughs) and repeating it (laughs) go ahead uh i mean like i said
1: like i thought the plot holes like it pulled it apart um the acting was fine the dialogue is not fantastic um And this you can't just fix with like shortening it because you're already dealing with like a bit of a short film unless you were going to do just a short film. Um, I tried to think of ways I would make this different and like maybe maybe they're just like kids that break into a house and then they find out that there's like a blind dude who's living there and then he just kills them all. Like just just go bare bones like that. Like take out some of the subplots uh, and then just cleans it up a bit. Um, that said, I think that Stefan Lang, the guy who played the blind man, he did fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. I mean, he's got a Tony nod. Uh, he's going to be in don't breathe too. Cause it's basically about him. Uh, he was the, in the original manhunter, which is a remake or which was remade as red dragon with like Hannibal Lecter and stuff. Um, he's in Gettysburg, gods and generals, public enemies. And Avatar one through three. So this guy always plays like old grizzly like military officers. That's like he's typecast in that fucking role or whatever. So um he played like the I think the like the bad uh commander in Avatar.
0: Yeah. Now the one thing I'm am interested in the sequel. After watching this, I am interested in watching the sequel. Because just watching the trailer for the sequel, they're literally going the t2 row yes he is now the t800 where he's the bad guy in the first film and now he's fucking william Meeson and take yeah he's gonna that. be he taking on like gang skill. members and
1: shit like that right so <laughs> yeah
0: so he's like the good guy now all right so i am interested in how they will technically redeem this kidnapper murderer rapist
1: yeah 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 in a second film and I mean, maybe they'll you know they'll do a script polish. So this movie made, but just before I even talk about that, this felt you. This might as well have been made by Blumhouse, right? Because they made it for fucking ten million dollars, and it did a hundred and sixty in the fucking box office, right? Like that is like ching. Um, I think Evil Dead yeah. did well as well, but it had like a thirty or forty million dollar mm-hmm. budget, right? So
0: yeah, that this film was half the budget, so literally the studio kind of left him alone. Uh, and then he made, like, own. a fucking
1: treasure chest of money for them, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I think that in an, in and in about itself as well is the audience's craving for original IP, sure. original stories, right? Sure. Like Because there's only so many remakes you can see, so many sequels you can see. Um, and I think with the horror genre in general, especially within the last, like, six to seven years you're seeing a lot of original stuff original ideas actually putting through and Bloomhouse is a benefactor of that because you can put these on the cheap and just release them and fucking make a shit ton of money
1: uh yeah i mean and i mean horror movies have always been probably one of the most barrier-free entry other than maybe porn <laughs> into the film industry like when you think of like john carpenter and stuff like that and going back to like george R. romero and even cronenberg and stuff like making thrillers and and horror movies gets you a foot in the door you can make them you can usually make them fairly inexpensively and then just even just making a profit it shows the studio hey like i know what the fuck i'm doing over here and i mean studios like to make money that's kind of what they're in the game mm-hmm. for right um the other thing is i feel like this would have done it still even though with my i have a big screen it doesn't translate as well from the like the truly big screen to the small screen um and the same thing with like like e- the evil dead that he did it's just so graphic that you're like fuck man like the jump scares still work because they're violent jump scares and i think i might be losing a bit of the like what the audience liked about it the reason they went back to the theater to see it because you lose it in your like room you know what i mean
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Um, I did watch I didn't want I watched Evil Dead in theaters. Oh nice. obviously we don't talk about yeah, we don't talk about it a lot on the pod, but I love that, that franchise. Like,
1: oh uh, like with like Sam Raimi and that. uh Bruce Campbell and stuff yeah, like that? Bruce Campbell.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've gone. Talk. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. Army of Darkness, that's good. Um but to since you get in a quote i'll give you a little piece of trivia that you might find interesting
1: i might uh namely because
0: namely because you were talking about the porn industry
1: mm-hmm.
0: um that was actually what is used in x-rated films in the tur in that turkey baster it was real
1: what, what do you mean
0: the turkey baster
1: yeah 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 they use the same fake cum
0: and they said he they asked him about it he goes i use the same thing that's used in an x-rated film
1: nice because he wanted to get like the right consistency and stuff well good for him to like you know going right to the roots to get a get a good job done um yeah man I don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't have a lot to say about this film anymore like uh i would say go watch the evil Dead. that fucking movie is bang on like we should probably do this on our should they do that on our show because it's really really well done or maybe i guess we're technically doing it right now um i think he's got a bit to go it'll be interesting you know and maybe when we see uh don't breathe too we can kind of just like talk about it on whatever show we're doing and being like hey so we saw this it's better maybe the script got worked out but i mean other than that but being a he's money not machine, really
0: yeah he In part of the sequel the only thing he does is produce he didn't write it um i think he's just a producer on the sequel and the writer, uh, his writing partner on this film, kind of took it over.
1: Yeah, his writing partner is writing and directing, so it'll be interesting. No, actually, now, so if the fucking script is better and don't breathe too, you're like, so Fadid, you were the fucking problem with the writing.
0: You were the problem. I, I would, I wouldn't say <laughs> that, like, because I think based on, like I said, based on what I've seen on the trailers, like this was made as like a horror, like a psychological horror, like. And the sequel, everything I see is they're taking it into straight like action. fucking action. Yeah. It, yeah it's yeah. now so you can't say that because it's too it's like two different genres, genres right? But they're right. Exact. Like just listen to what I say instead of trying to like repeat <laughs> it, be like, Yeah, yeah, there you go. There it is. That's what it is. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you betcha. Fuck. <laughs> but I would say watch this film it is it is well done what and with any horror film every horror film is you're gonna have the three tropes that the characters make stupid decisions yep uh there's huge fucking plot holes and you know it's gonna end knowing that there's gonna be a sequel sure right the the one yeah the one the only criticisms i have about this film is one like how you're saying like in terms of the writing and i think at the beginning to make them to make these characters so unlikable like that first robbery scene is what i was saying like there there's literally a world with no dna because the money guy is there to just break shit and come on shit (laughs) literally just (laughs) masturbating all over the floor i thought he was peeing no, I think it was masturbating. Oh, okay. I
1: mean you can always <laughs> go back and check and see up. and see and see, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it kind of ties to the end, right? Like what happens. But uh that and then the other thing is in terms of the last the last scene of this film. Right? When she's in the train station, finds out like he survived, and then it's just her walking to the train. It's like they they cut it out too early because you i was 100 percent expecting like it to continue because she doesn't even get on the bus it's just her walking and then it kind of pans like the crane shot kind of pans down so it's like view now like yeah. the camera's right behind her and i'm pretty sure i couldn't find it um because when i rented it i didn't have uh online they didn't have the special features but i'm pretty sure it it literally ends with the camera panning and the blind man being there but they cut it out
1: because that's fucking stupid too that's what i thought was gonna happen is the fucking blind dude was gonna show up at the train i'll be like come on how the fuck does that like there's no way for him to know that information anyway anyway whatever whatever I fucking said my piece about this fucking movie. Don't watch this movie. It is not. It is a fucking waste. Do of your watch time. it. Do not. No, Scott you
0: hey, you hey. do. Like, listen. This is Halloween. This is our Halloween season. It's a horror movie, and you know you you do watch it because there's one thing. I know. I know you won an award, right? You're award-winning director, Chris Langford. <laughs> but I think there's one thing that if people go through our back catalog in terms of taste i have the good taste and you have the unknown taste it's like <laughs> you have covid and you lost your taste you kind of in this episode is 100 uh a testament to that it's like you kind of talk like you know what you're talking about, but then you just repeat what I say <laughs> in a different tone.
1: <laughs> anyway, okay, listen, the thing's fucking 88 minutes. Watch it, and then you'll know who's fucking right. And hit us up on fucking mm-hmm. our social media and let us know that Chris is right. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to tell us that Chris is right, don't hit us up on the social media.
0: Uh, anyway, that's fucking all for me. 70% e- Go ahead. Go ahead. You man. already proved it. I was going to say you already proved it with Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 70% of the audience enjoy this film.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> all for me.
0: And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please go to our website at howdjoulackthatmovie.com. All our social media links are there. And you can email us as well.
1: Hate having would to watch fucking bad
0: movies <laughs> I wouldn't say it was bad though. that's the thing like this this to me it's not like an A movie but it's definitely enjoyable B movie right
1: because but it wasn't B movie enough to be enjoyable as a B movie it was a it was a B movie trying to be an A movie right like um yeah I don't know why the plot hole like right right off the beginning I was like ah that's what they're gonna do Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.